Hello everyone, this is Fahim Jackson and this is episode 88 of my podcast show, In The Know. This podcast is aimed at trying to guide people through the world with a variety of topics. I am also using this platform to ask questions and try my best to answer these questions with my viewpoints of the world around me. The following episode is an introduction speech into the topic of today. That introduction speech is regarding the seven deadly sins, starting with, what is envy? This is a sin that in small doses can actually spark the fight one needs to succeed by acknowledging another person's success. But when the mind fully wanders down this road, we find ourselves in a dark place. We become all too fixated on the life of another man or woman. So much so, it can easily turn to disdain. We start to project our insecurities onto the person we are envious of, for no other reason but to make ourselves feel better. Because when envious, We see someone that we perceive as having a better position in life than ourselves. So we must bring them down a few pegs. And when this doesn't work, we resort to making up lies to see if that sticks. When lies won't work, we try recruiting others in our quest. As others back away from you, then this becomes rage. Rage causes fixation and cripples your ability to live a productive life. From here, who knows what path the person may find themselves venturing down. Because now they can't let it go. They need to justify the time they've spent fixated on you. And here's where you as a person, envied, have to watch your back. What is envy? Well, the definition of envy is when someone lacks the superior qualities of another person. So what this person who lacks does is shows grave disdain for the superior person's possessions out of wishes it was theirs. What does this truly mean? It means that as someone comes through life, they will come across those who have things they wish they had and will seek to have it even if it comes at the expense of one who has the possession. And when this happens, there is a downward spiral the one who envies goes toward. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes we envy people and it propels us forward because we want what they have so bad. Then again, those are very few and far between. You have so many others who just wallow away in self-pity. They want what you have and will try to sabotage even if they are able to do so. And for this, I want to tell you a story. A story of envy. I am about to tell you about a friend. But rather tell you a story that I have recently made up. Two brothers. Carrie and Avery were two years apart. They have been in competition since childhood. Carrie, the oldest, was a standout athlete of the family. He lettered in three sports in high school and was quite popular with the girls. So by the time Avery entered high school, his brother Carrie was already established. Avery was constantly being compared to Carrie. When Avery decided to play sports, people said Avery wasn't as good as Carrie. Avery would get a B grade in class, and teachers would say his brother Carrie was an A student. Frustration mounted, yet Avery never let it get to him, because his brother always made him feel welcome, 
As Avery made his way through high school, he got better. And by Avery's junior year, he was a decent student and even a better athlete. Kerry, on the other hand, was making such a name for himself that he was in the running for the NBA draft. But in his sophomore year, he blew his knee out, and that derailed his basketball career. Not a shortage of other goals and aspirations, he continued on as, co as a college student, even at times joining his former teammates courtside. The next year, his brother would join him in college as a freshman. Receiving a basketball scholarship to a top university in the same state, he would be following in his big brother's footsteps. Only this time, the roles would reverse. Avery is now the top athlete, and his name is in the running for the draft. Kerry was very happy for his younger brother, watching him shine for the first time in his life. It was finally Avery's moment in the sun, and with that, Avery would leave college early after his junior year to enter the NBA draft. Now, Kerry, on the other hand, could not be upset himself. He was accepted into a top graduate program for his MBA. Sitting at the table on the draft day, Kerry told his brother Avery how proud he was of him. But there was a minor wince in Kerry's behavior as the commentator spoke of his brother Avery. Not noticing his brother's behavior, Avery braced himself as the NBA commissioner approached the podium on stage. He began to speak into the microphone. With the third pick in the NBA draft, just like that, Avery zoned out until he heard his name and his parents and brother cheered. He stood up and gave them hugs as he prepared to approach the stage. Shaking hands with the commissioner, Avery places the hat on his head and smiles into the crowd. A Carey stands at the table with his parents as people cheer for Avery. Carey looked about the room and was a little dejected. He knew he was not that far from this being him at one point in time, but the feeling of jealousy was nowhere in sight. Soon the telephone calls from friends and family started to pour in and coaches along with former students were all pointing to how Kerry used to be the athlete. Months would go by as Avery prepared for the first start of the season. Between this time, Avery would sign a few endorsement deals and interview on the press circuit. One for offering help as his big brother to Avery. Kerry tried to give him help, but Avery declined. This was something Avery rarely did. He always looked to his big brother for support. The season started, and Avery struggled starting out, but found himself in a groove. Over the season, he started to become the topic of discussions for Rookie of the Year. As the season progressed, his first game in his hometown would be coming up. He grew up just outside the city limits and went to a small high school, which was bracing for his return. And witnessing the planning process were friends, family, former students, and coaches. Inside the trophy cases at the local high school were pictures actually of his brother, Carrie, all over the school. Yet it was Avery who was being honored. Eventually, Avery came home to his former high school gymnasium filled with spectators. He even brought with him his famous teammate. People cheered as the hometown kid was greeted and congratulated. In all the greetings stood his brother with a group of former schoolmates. They conversed about high school and life now. One of the friends brought up how it's interesting seeing Avery as a professional athlete when Kerry was the standout. And then the other friends joined in. And they kept going on about it and on about it and on about it. It was almost as if they were trying to convince Kerry it was he and not his brother, Avery, who was supposed to be the star. As Avery made a speech to the crowd, Kerry looked on contemplating what his friends had been saying. 
it was for the first time starting to get to him. Not his brother's success, but the idea that he should be up there talking to the crowd as well. This is where the pot starts to get stirred. And what do I mean by the pot is being stirred? This is what I mean. Even when a good job coming out of college, Kerry still began to have this feeling of sour grapes in his mouth. So as the playoffs approached, the hype of Avery's popularity jumped even more. It would be here where witnessing Avery's dominance made him sit and scuff, sometimes not even going to the basketball games. But as the playoffs progressed, Kerry stayed home outright, not even watching his brother's Avery games on television. Yet it did not stop the text messages coming from friends and family telling him how great his brother was performing. Kerry couldn't help himself, comparing his life to his brother. Kerry's entitlement, thinking it should be him on television performing, because he was the star. This is the problem with envious people. They feel they should be in the position. Kerry couldn't even focus on his own life, which stands a chance of pot which stands a chance of spiraling because he was so fixated on his brother's success. Now let's look at some things that envy have on a brother have on a person the effects on the person when someone is envious as we can tell from the short story i told you it is that when a person is envious they are overly fixated on you so much so that it gets in the way of their own lives and judging from how carrie was behaving in the story he could not watch over his own life because he felt he should have been the pro athlete and not his brother avery the animosity is strong with people who envy because we convince ourselves that everything someone else has should belong to us. That level of entitlement can become out of control if the person is not put into check. But how do you know if someone is truly envious of another person? Because when you say the person has envy, then you're going to need to provide some proof of this allegation. You can't just say, oh, it's obvious, but more concrete evidence is needed. Now, does asking the person to seek help fix the situation? Not always. Some people are never going to give up the rage until they get what they want. It's a weird mental problem because the thought of envy only goes away once the person is no longer with us. So the envious person has hated them for so long that they can't function. They are haunted and need the haunting feeling to go away. It's almost like a real live ghostly physical embodiment is everywhere you turn. What about the effects envy has on a society? We see a celebrity making millions of dollars. Then they're arrested for whatever charge. The first thing people say is, take their money. But what about what it is they were accused of doing? And the reason this comes out is because people are having so many problems via, via finances that it is the one thing that makes them go for the celebrity's finances. Looking at your own life and making a decision about someone else's demise is disheartening. Because you don't find too many people who love their lives engulfed in disdain for public figures in this way. Then what this means is that we are in a society of envious people. And with the current landscape of the country, with social media being at the forefront, you're always comparing your lives to others. With that being said, we even have animosity towards average people who post their lives. Some of these people don't even live the life they are posting, yet we hate them for posting nonetheless. So what people have to do is, number one, take themselves offline. There's way too much that is on the internet that makes you feel lesser. Because there's always someone doing better. Another clear action that we can take into consideration is some form of therapy. Clearing your mind out 
would mean reaching a place in your life where you are no longer fixated on someone or people that creates the envious situation. Let's go a step further. Is envy an involuntary sin? What do I mean by a sin that is deemed involuntary? I mean that we as creatures in the state of nature can't help ourselves in certain situations. We have to have these emotions because they are what make up human existence. That is why, like I said in my previous episode when I talked about being born into sin, envy is a natural emotion that humans exude, but it is all in context. What is the context of the person who envies the other person's life? Because there is the envy, like I stated earlier, that makes a person step into the society and compete to where the person is in life. This is the type of envy that makes people work harder. Then there is the envy which keeps you fixated on another person's life, so much so you can't even get your own life in order. This envy is the example I gave you from the short story I told earlier. The man Carrie was initially the standout athlete growing up, but his brother Avery is the one who became the professional athlete. Carrie was fine at first, but became envious to the point where he couldn't even attend his own brother's games. He was observing his life stacked next to his brother's life, which will ultimately bring his own life down. Now with this end statement, while we have to understand envy as a sin, Envy is one of those weird sins simply because we are always comparing ourselves in this world to another person. A lot of the time, it is something that is involuntary like I stated above. People are always going to compare themselves and covet the lives of others. Part of it is that we aim to rank ourselves as a species and a lot of it has to do with mating. Yet what happens when it is the same gender? Is it always mating? Because humans operate off of food and mating. The other reason for our envy is an entitlement stemming from us feeling we deserve more than what we have in life. Someone has something we feel we should have, and now it becomes a problem. But it's not the other person's fault. We know this. Then again, we have the ability to convince ourselves it was someone's fault in the likeness of the person we envy. Or the person we envy looks like us, and that is supposed to be my crutch I use for my situation, meaning I am here in life because I am a woman, but successful women in my likeness do well in life. Those women become the scourge of my existence because it is the reminder of who I really am and not what I see myself to be. Thanks for listening to End the Know. Now we're bringing you another episode regarding religion. The topic will be covering the seven deadly sins once again. This time, gluttony. Gluttony.